0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 241 of the Canadian Football Countdown, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network and the Alternative Football Network. Uh, Ryan, Trey and Adam here with you this evening uh, with another CFL Offseason Roundtable, our fourth of the year as we roll on towards CFL Free Agency, less than two weeks away now from Free Agency along with our big Free Agent Frenzy live show, eight hours, nine to five, February 13th, uh We will be live, uh, that's Central Time. Uh We will have uh, full coverage of everything from CFL Free Agency, so join us for that. But in the meantime, we've got news uh, coming out daily, pretty much, as we roll towards that. So we'll talk about the biggest items from the past week here tonight. Uh Like I said, I am Ryan. I am joined, first of all, let's welcome in Adam. Adam, how are you doing this evening?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, Ryan. Uh, busy week again. It's going to be another busy weekend. Uh, last weekend, senior hockey for regular season, and then it's playoff time. So really exciting times around here. Uh, Trey, first of all, what's that around your head, and how are you doing tonight?
2: Yeah, it's a horse hood. I don't know. I found it under my desk and thought I, I forgot to give it to a horse. This was like 20 bucks. I did at a charity event when I was in Calgary, and I won this. Never gave it to a horse because I won it. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm doing okay. Uh yeah wow, there's a
1: horse with frozen ears, isn't there? Oh, they got
2: those nice comfy barns. And if you if you see how much it costs to rent out a state uh stable for them for a for a month, uh a lot cheaper than renting my apartment, that's for sure. So, <laughs> so I'll take it. And you get fresh hay every day, but yeah, it's okay. Sounds like they're living the dream. Honestly. And all you gotta do is what run around a little bit, which they would do in the <laughs> wild anyway.
0: Oh, okay, you throw running into this and I'm out. Uh, okay, well, it's no longer the dream. Have you not
2: seen the movie Spirit? They ran for about two hours straight, man.
0: That may have been a movie I've actually seen.
2: Oh, let's cool. That's one of the best.
0: <laughs> best horse movie ever. It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's a rare occasion when that happens. Uh, let's see. The Canadian Football Countdown is also brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Game Time TV. Uh, learn more by visiting GameTimeTV.ca or Facebook.com slash GameTimeTVMB. Check out more there. Also, before we get into the episode here, we do want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 Territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oja Dakota, and Dene peoples in the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 Territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Dakota, and Métis Nation. Check out the Discord community as well if you want more content uh, from us there, posting the CFL news there uh, pretty much daily as it comes out and uh, giving some thoughts on it there as it comes out as well. Uh, Lots of fun stuff there. Linked in the episode description if you want to join us for free. we got to do sign up for a Discord account, uh, which is free. Uh, All right. Uh, Like I said, free agency show two weeks uh, from now. Less than that at this point. We're recording this Thursday, February 1st. Uh, And a big thing, I guess, uh, along the way is that the, uh, what, call it the legal tampering window? Call it the Ed Hervey window, whatever you want to call it. The CFL negotiation window does open on, I believe, the 4th in, in three days. Uh, from now, so that, that gives pending free agents a time to go and negotiate and talk with any team around the league, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that uh, their their current team gets a chance to match any offers they get in that time period? Is that correct? Uh, they can take an offer from whoever
1: they'd like. Uh, they can match if they want, but uh, again, they get back, they get to a certain time, I think, with uh, any team they want to talk to, and then after that, they got to go exclusive again for 48 hours or 72 hours or something like that, uh, back to their original club. And if they were presented the offer, they can go back and talk to their other team. If they're not, I think they can pretty much sign with whoever they want. Uh, I don't think a team has to match, or even if they want to match, they can still sign with the other team if they want. Uh, I think it's more of, yeah, we here's all the offers we've got. Are you guys wanting to catch me or not? I think is what it is. So
2: yeah, that's why i take it
0: gotcha yeah i'm looking it up here now as well so the team get uh they get told who everybody has pending offers with and then they can go in. that gives them a chance to match but they don't have to match it exactly is kind of what i, I think what i was intending to say there and I, I think you nailed it on the head what do you guys think about this communication window it's interesting because Let's be real, this kind of communications happened under the table probably all of the time before this became an official thing. It became official in 2020. I have mixed feelings about it. I think it, it's cool in one sense it's because it drums up a lot of interest leading towards free agency, but also does deflate the day a little bit when we kind of have a sense of where a lot of these guys are going before the day even happens. What do you think, Trey?
2: Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm trying to think if the other sports have it. I know basketball does. I don't think baseball, hockey, or NFL do. But it's very interesting. Um, I don't mind it. I think it's it's probably good for the players, because like, just like you said, they could get offered X amount from this team, and then it gives them a good chance to get their options kind of you know, all laid out instead of it being like, oh, just by the way, you know, it also started today and you have to weigh your options like if you do it properly right you find that once the free agency opens then you talk to teams i think this gives um both general managers and players more flexibility and i don't mind it uh, adam
1: actually i was just taking a look here uh the nhl does have a negotiation okay. window right now but in the new contract they don't in 25 so kind of interesting but uh you know what? I don't mind it. That way, there we don't have to go and hear about Odell Willis at 11.00 and get somebody fined. I think he came out at 10.59. That's probably what got it. It hurt me into trouble that time. But uh, that's okay. You know what? At this point, if you haven't signed with a team, likely you are waiting to hear what kind of offers there are. Uh, might encourage a few signings before the negotiation window or before the actual free agency starts if in the case the guy's coming back, uh, but ah, you know what? I don't mind it. it it's what it is. Uh, if a team's wanting to sign somebody, they can do it and they can give a good offer and that way there, they can start planning their day because I mean, there's a lot of variables that go into uh, free agency day.
0: Here's the question. Do you think this makes things more or less likely for guys to stick around with their team on one hand here you get you know, the negotiation window, they get a chance to go talk to all of these different teams and that might encourage them to see what's out there for them and maybe they get a better deal somewhere else. Uh, or is it more, does it help keep them around a little more because their team gets a chance to now negotiate knowing what other offers are out there and guys can kind of make, like test the waters without officially departing. Like, I think we could have a number of guys that plan to return to their teams, but Want to know what they're worth out there on the market, so they have the chance without formally breaking away from that. I know what do you think, Trey?
2: I think it's a push for every guy that you might lose, or might be one that stays because of it. I don't think I think it evens it out a little bit in the long run. But like I said, like maybe yeah, maybe it helps players stay to a degree because, like I said, if you want to test free agency out, you're telling your team you're not signing. Once it opens, you're pretty much said like you said you break away in a sense, like oh he doesn't want to stay here. And then that puts the general manager in a position where he needs to have three or four backup plans just in case this guy leaves, right? So yeah. this I guess this plan ensures that a little bit. It gives the general manager backup plans, but he can also talk to his backup plans if he wants to talk to other teams too, right, uh, Adam?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think it helps both sides. The general manager definitely it helps out uh, just because then he knows, hey, I've got this opportunity to bring in X player instead of uh current player that i have uh, it gives the current player an opportunity to explore other options uh, without being released on a contract and i think the other thing also that it does is it just gives uh i think most players have an idea of what their kind of value is uh, they look at the stats from last year see other guys that have gotten re-signed uh they they got an idea what they're worth uh i think it's more of like i said it's just more of do i want to change in scenery do i do i get am i getting the right number out of the out of the team that i've got gives everybody a, a chance to check over things before jumping into the deep end over on free agent frenzy day
0: i think it makes it easier for teams that want to overhaul a lot because they can get those negotiations out of the way on guys they want to bring in i think it's maybe harder on the gms though to that are that are trying to keep the core together because you have guys that are now going to bring it down to the last hour of, uh, well, I'm not going to sign this deal early because I'm going to wait and see. Like, why wouldn't I, right? What, What harm is there in waiting to see what I'm going to get out there and I could still come back to the team? But that puts a lot of pressure when you have that much money tied up, you know, that you can't necessarily guarantee is going to come back, but you also, like, can't go and spend it elsewhere because it might come back.
1: But if you also look on the other side, I mean, the pressure is somebody else may get signed before you get an opportunity to. I mean, yep. if you've got an offer offered to you at 200000 uh, somebody walks in as a wide receiver, let's say it's wide receivers, another wide receiver comes in in that damper window and says, you know what, I'd be happy with $150,000. And he's similar production to the guy that's 200000 The 200000 guy might have just lost his job. Uh, so I think it works both ways on that. Uh, I don't think there's really, like I said, that there's an advantage for the player, a disadvantage for the player or the same way on the general managers. So I think it's kind of works both ways. Uh, it helps both team guys out a little bit. They can have some ideas of what's going on. And that way they they're a little more prepared for free
0: agency. I think it is. It, and it's a, it's a dog fight between the players to get these spots too. Right. That's why we see so many guys asking for an early release from their club. If they don't think they're in their clubs plans and, talk about a couple notable ones that happened this week as we go along through the show here. But do you have guys that know that like everybody like, with so much activity during this week and during free agency day, that team, that players, if they don't feel they're in the long-term plans, they're jumping at the chance to say, okay, well then like, let me go early and try to land a job before that period even begins. Uh, which where I feel like we're seeing more and more of uh, the last couple of years. Let's talk about one of the biggest news items from this week, and it was the one that I think had the best announcement teaser ever, which was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers social media team. All of a sudden, uh, was it yesterday morning, I think, uh, posted a, a cowboy hat and a fur coat on uh, Twitter and said uh, soon, well, that could only mean one thing, the uh, the inevitable return of Chris Stravler signing a one-year contract with the Bombers uh, to be their backup quarterback. Uh, Trey, I know you love him. <laughs> how excited were you?
2: I was content. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm wondering how, how it will fit in, and I wonder – his salary wasn't crazy, but I wonder if uh, – how that will affect, you know, Olivera, shown other pieces like that where you, you kind of have to – I don't want to say overpay, but in this current situation, the bombers were in. They had no backup, so they were likely bringing in two Americans at league minimum at fifty thousand, whatever it is, sixty thousand. Those two guys combined would make less than Chris Trebler, right? So that's kind of where I was leaning towards. Yes, it's good for the team, I guess, to some degree. You got your, you got a third-inch guy. Um, I guess you have some, some um, more confidence in a backup i take Strebler over Cornelius, but, I mean, there's probably other guys, too, that might be a little bit more better in the deep bomb, and I guess the fan base seemed to be pretty happy. Adam, uh, you should just be happy he's not in Saskatchewan, right?
1: You don't hear me complaining. Uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, no, it's nice that Kyle Walters filled six, uh, four or five positions with one uh, single job. I mean, he got himself a quarterback. He got himself a punter whenever Chris Strebler decides to throw deep. Uh, he got himself a... Uh, a uh, mascot, especially when he puts the uh, uh, bison suit on and runs for the province of Manitoba in Winnipeg. I mean, that's pretty much your new mascot instead of Buzz and Boomer. Uh, you also got a running back out of it. And uh, also, I think you just got a local celebrity. Look, it's a good signing for Winnipeg. 120000 is really pretty cheap for a backup quarterback. He might grow into a guy that you can use as it. Zach Kalaros. Uh, it worked well for the Grey Cup run that they were on. Uh, he was a great runner, and Kalaros didn't get all the hits on him like he kind of got this year. A few extra hits, maybe than he was used to. So, if you're Winnipeg, you're celebrating because you know what the the prodigal son is back. He's gonna chug a beer and enjoy himself at that uh, beverage story uh, at the game, and he'll enjoy himself. And you know what? Everybody will be having a great time in Winnipeg. They love Straveler there. It was a great fit. Why not? Uh, I'm not sure about the Dave Naylor comment about. He was looking for a starter job in Canada because,
0: yeah, there's, there ain't none for him as far as I'm concerned. Well, there wasn't gonna be as soon as Drew Brown went to Ottawa, right? Like uh, that was really the only starter spot out there available, so it was gonna be tough for him to find a job there either way. And and I think he knew that coming in, right? And yeah, I, I feel like Winnipeg is the the best fit just because of the the culture and the hype around him here, right? Like where else go to any other team, you're probably not having that same level of status uh, where you know he got the $125,000 here, but a lot of his contract is incentives. And how much of his contract is the unspoken word of, you're gonna be like a face of the marketing face of this franchise over the next year, right? And how much is he gonna get from like endorsement deals? and things like that. And you're not going to get that as a backup quarterback anywhere else. The only reason people love backup quarterbacks in most cities is because they hate the starting quarterback. Well, in Winnipeg, everyone but Trey loves the starting quarterback, uh, but they also love Chris Straveler. So, uh, you know, it's a great one-two punch for this.
2: Did I tell you guys about my nightmare I had involving Caleros? No. I had an actual nightmare. This perfect time to tell it. He moved in my dream. He moved into my building. And that was literally the worst. And my kids met him before I could say not to. And it was... Uh, yeah, he was parked next... He was His parking spot was right next to mine.
0: I I have no comment for oh, that. Oh,
2: this is a hand-to-god real dream, too. I woke up screaming, sweating. Like, it was not good.
0: I think we're going to explore the underlying meanings of this. I want to know that, hours. too. I
2: honestly want to know what's this meaning. Because there's no way my subconscious is actually that worried about Caleros.
0: Ryan,
1: did did he give you his five cents for a psychology uh, test? No. no.
2: Stuff? I mean, you know, Charlie Brown stuff. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Lucy or whatever the five dollar five cents. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, that was great.
1: Anyways, the long story short, yeah, good for Winnipeg. They got traveler. He didn't end up in
0: Saskatchewan. I'm thrilled about that. And uh, yeah, life goes on. I, I think I like the – I like their way they're set up at quarterback mostly. Like, I don't think is a long time – I don't think he's a starter. I've never thought he's a starting quarterback. Like, I, I, I think he could maybe grow into one if his passing gets better. And In the NFL, it seemed like maybe it was getting a little better in his preseason games that he played, but I'm not confident in his passing abilities. I think it's the gadget plays. Yeah, you know, if Coleros goes down, he might be able to come in, use his running ability enough to win you some games here. With the rest of the talent around him uh, this season, but I think the long term plan is that third string quarterback they they signed, which is I think Eric Barrier, uh, who you know won the Walter Payton Award in twenty twenty one, top offensive player in the division, uh, and there's a lot of hype around him. So I feel like this is a good structure, and this is what I talked about I think last week on the podcast of uh, you know good starter, solid. You could say veteran, I guess, at this point, backup, And then the third string you develop for the future. And I think that's what they got to go with here. And I think uh, Strebler is the perfect fit for that role. And uh, why not get the fan base a little bit more excited with it as well? Uh, and boy, were they excited. Uh, and so was I. Uh, yeah, happy to have Chris Strebler back here in Winnipeg. And one of my favorite takes about the Strebler signing that I saw all over social media is that the Bombers have their new starting running back? And honestly, I'm in on it. I, I don't think, uh, it, like, I want Olivera back 100%. I think it's crucial for them to give him all the money they can to bring him back. But if not, like, Chris Stradler as a running back would just be fun to see.
1: Can't be any worse than Greg McCray. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. I saw that. I don't know if I, I think it's different. Like I think he's, it's a different position. It's, it's weird that he could be a running court because Lamar Jackson wouldn't be a good running back. I don't think. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes would be a good running back. So, I, but they're quick and elusive quarterbacks. So I don't know.
0: What's the two quarterbacks on the field at once rule in place when Straveler was still in the CFL? So I wonder if we see I wonder if we see Buck Pierce drawing up a couple of those uh, this year for that offense. They're gonna they're they're gonna use them. They're gonna use them in creative ways, even more so perhaps than in the past. Or everyone's gonna think they're gonna use them in creative ways, and then he's just gonna be a regular backup that does short yardage. But teams are gonna have to plan for it either way, which is gonna be uh, tricky for them. Uh, I mentioned the running back situation. Let's talk about running backs around the league. As much as the quarterback market is drying up and there's not going to be a lot to talk about on the 13th, there, I think the talk of the town this whole next week is how the heck are the running backs going to, is the running back landscape going to shape out around the league? We have potentially five or six starting running backs changing teams out on the open market now. Uh, a couple notable things that happened in the past week William Standback was granted a release by the Montreal Alouettes after they. Resigned signed Jeshra last week. They re-signed Walter Fletcher today. So sounds like the team is going with that as their one-two punch, which pretty happy about that situation for Montreal. And Stanback uh, asked for his release because he didn't see himself fitting into those plans. Uh, in Calgary, Diedrich Mills and Peyton Logan re-signing contracts there, meaning Kadeem Carey seems like he's likely on the outs, because uh, I have a hard time seeing them... Uh, Using all three. Uh, Devonte Williams re signed a two year contract in Ottawa today. So he's one of the guys that's sticking around with his team. Johnny Augustine re signed a contract with the Bombers. I think we talked about that maybe last time. And the current free agents out there on the market you've got Brady Oliveira, AJ Olette, Kadim Carey, uh, Jamal Morrow, and William Standback. Five top tier free agent running backs um what do you think is going to happen here adam at a high level
1: yeah it's going to be crazy i think is what it's going to be um you, some of these teams are willing to develop their quarterback are their running backs if you look at edmonton there ain't no way kevin brown isn't the starter and that one's clear and obvious uh i think i was a little bit more surprised though when i heard that hamilton was also speaking to the recently released uh william stanback that was kind of a shocker because they do have a pretty good running back already in uh In Butler. So that was kind of an amazing one. Uh, There's still room and there's still places for running backs. I think Saskatchewan has just Frankie Hickson on the roster right now. So I'm sure they're going to look for one. Of course, Winnipeg. We talked about Brady Oliveira before. Uh, You look over in BC. I wonder if they're comfortable with what they've got over there a little bit. Uh, I think they might be looking for an upgrade there as well because they did kind of a rotating system through a bunch of running backs last year uh and then also again in toronto uh they do have some depth behind them unless they're ready to start one of the uh younger uh backs there uh aj Olette, i think by the way has been talking on facebook and socials could be on the move so there's lots of moving pieces and this is going to probably be chaos until february 13th or at least until the tamper window starts here and things start calming down trey
2: See, I I view it a little bit differently. Like, yeah, it's going to be madness, but I also kind of feel like some of these guys are probably not going to be signed getting closer to training camp and stuff. It's going to be the same thing we see in the NFL. The running back position is greatly, I don't want to say undervalued, but it's definitely diminishing, right? And I think the CFL is slowly following. How many, what did Hamilton do with Butler all last year? What did these guys, you know, some of these, what did stand back really do? Some of these guys don't get reps because you can fit in, fill in a, rookie running back from America pretty easily. The one guy that might, you know, will obviously get paid is Oliveira because he's got the passport. But other than that, like maybe olette but even still at one point olette was that rookie making 60000 minimum I'm sure they, no offense to him, but there's probably 20, 30, a hundred more guys from Louisiana that need a job right now that could do the same thing. And it sucks with the running backs position. What's the average lifespan? three to five seasons in the NFL. So I can't imagine it's much better in the CFL, if not worse. So I I think it's going to be more of that. We see it in all sports too. These one, one position or kind of one kind of guy just seems to get overlooked and and, in football, it's the running back. And I think teams, if we really, if the bombers real, I'm not saying they don't value Oliveira, but if he was a top top priority, I think he'd be signed. Same with Olet. Uh, I think some of these guys, you know, I think that's how it is. Where Kyle Walters is like, well, you know, do we do we spend three hundred thousand on this guy when we barely have three hundred thousand left?
1: You know, one thing I could bring up is a guy like William Powell. He came into the league. Everybody thought he was, he, and he was, real hot. Uh, the Riders brought him in for a while. And he was great. Everybody thought, oh, this is going to be the answer. Nope. Uh, went back to Ottawa, and nothing happened. All of a sudden, uh, if you look, Ottawa signing Devontae Williams uh, for a longer term here because they need a solid running back. And I know William Powell's been gone for a year now, but it was a hot thing. He came in, he was great, and then he was gone. Another guy that I could think of, and I think he's still – I don't know if he is still on the active roster or not, would be a guy like Keenan LaFrance. He's in BC BC now. Uh, Keenan LaFrance came in. He was great in Ottawa there for one or two playoff games. yeah, And then kind of disappeared. So, yeah, you're right, Trey. Uh, Running backs really are undervalued.
2: I think for the Bombers, I don't know. Let's say Oliver's. Three hundred thousand Olet would probably be a little less because of stats and passport. Well, why wouldn't the bombers try to take a chance on him and say two fifty? They save fifty thousand, and I think Olet, which fit into the bombers' scheme just as good, if not better, than Oliveira, right? To some degree too, right? So I, I think a running back is there's diff- obviously guys who are different, but it is one position where you could put almost. You just got to hand the guy the ball and he's got to run forward. Like, it, yes, you, yes, Oliveira is a little different. Harris was different in his prime. Um, Cornish was different in his prime, you know, different guys, but there's also these guys. Like, could you really tell me the difference between if you took the number off, would you know who's in the backfield for some teams? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you could.
0: Yeah, some of them, I, I, I think you're, you're accurate on that. I, I think the running back market, like, I think Oliveira has potential to be the highest-paid running back. In, well, I can't say CFL history because they didn't have a salary cap back in the day. And, and uh, did Ricky they,
2: Williams get a million or something stupid? Uh, Rocket Ishmael? Was, I uh,
0: Rocket Ishmael got a
2: million. Oh, I thought Ricky Williams got something stupid to come here. He
1: did, too, but... Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know Andrew Harris also was getting a pretty good salary in Winnipeg back in the I day. think it
0: was only like a hundred and seventy five, two hundred thousand in Winnipeg, wasn't it? Maybe up to two fifty. I, I could see I could honestly see somebody giving Olivera three hundred and, and the big difference between the two that you're talking about there, Trey, like yeah, Olet's stats are great, and I, I think Olet is definitely up there almost at the same level. It's the passport difference. It's the ratio breaker to start the Canadian running back. That's going to give them more. I get
2: that, but if one team could survive that, it's a team that has Dembski and Waller Wolitarski as your two receivers too, yeah. and don't they have two or three offensive linemen? <clears throat> right? So that's already five of the seven. And you know what I mean? And And I think the Bombers already – but we're already using kind of an is an Augustine Canadian. Yeah. Do they just say screw it and go with him?
0: Like so you know what true, I mean? Eventually. Like if
2: again, again, you just get a couple American backups and you still got the Canadian running back. So yeah, I
1: mean, let's face it, if they really wanted to, they could go with Greg McCrae this year and just start it off and be done with yeah. it in Winnipeg and have him as an American. Uh, yeah, another team that probably would love to throw another offensive lineman though up front would be a team that would be after uh, Brady Oliveira. I would think Ottawa maybe would think about it. I'm sure they would like another American uh, offensive lineman. Uh, Obviously, the team of the hat that I'm wearing tonight, I mean, they would probably like another offensive lineman that's a real performer, that's an American. Uh, So it's, um, like I said, there's those are the teams that are going to be looking for that passport uh, ratio breaker, and... Winnipeg, you're right. Has a lot of uh, American our Canadian pieces already in the lineups, so
2: that's why I just don't see them overspending for that Canadian. You know what I mean? Like they, they, yeah. But again, you do you take the extra because Brady Oliver has kind of been Andrew Harris 2.0, especially when you look at the community stuff, right? The my, my girlfriend only knows him because of his dog Instagram. You know what I mean? How much does that generate outside interest and stuff? Too? I know it sounds dumb, but you got to think of jersey sales to a degree. You got to think of other stuff to a degree. Do you make that? Oh, Tawny, getting a billion dollars because they're going to make that back. I guess. I don't know. I'm waiting for well, a I'll year. I'll, I'll I'll mean,
1: how for... much did that make Travis Kelsey worth?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, so did you see the numbers about how much extra Kelsey and Swift have brought in millions to the NFL? Yeah. So.
2: But I'm also waiting for one team to just say, screw the salary cap because it's suggested anyway,
0: and just say, screw it. But maybe this year <laughs> maybe this is the year there yeah um yeah being the hometown kid i think puts a bit of an extra emphasis on keeping them if you're winnipeg as well perhaps uh, uh if we're talking about Olivera there the one that intrigues me on this list kind of as well as kadeem carry uh, seemingly being on the outs in calgary because they've had a stacked backfield for years just two years ago, Carey was the top running back in the CFL, 1,400 yards or something like that, that year, I think. Uh, and he was the cream of the crop. And then he kind of had some injury issues. Diedrich Mills got some time to play while he was injured. But uh, kind of, you know, I, I my expectation, I think, coming into last year was that Mills would be on the way out and finding himself a starting job somewhere else. But it seems that's the direction they're going. And now Kadim Carey, is going elsewhere. Uh, That one intrigues me a little bit.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I think also the other one that intrigues me just a little bit is Jamal Morrow. Uh, Really in Saskatchewan, he's done a very good job. He's kept quite a bit of uh, calm in a backfield that's usually in chaos. Uh, So that one there surprised me a little bit. Yeah, he's had a couple injuries as well. Uh, Age is probably getting up on him a little bit as well. Uh, But uh, that one there surprises me. I don't see him coming back right now from what all indications are. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if he does and where he does end up uh, playing uh, this year.
2: You now I just want to see Oliver follow Drew Brown to Ottawa and they win or something. And then I'll say, yeah, I guess we should have kept Drew
0: Brown. Well, that one's not going to happen because they brought back Devontae Williams. So That's true too. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty solidified there. Top five of these five free agents. I'll put you guys on the spot here. Rank them in order. Uh, what order would you uh, prefer? Uh, Olivera, Olet, Carrie, Morrow, and Stanback. Uh, Trey, what's your top five? Or what order would you prefer uh, uh, to have them if you were a GM?
2: I, I know you want top five, but I would go 1A, 1B, Olivera, Olet. I wouldn't be upset either way. After that, I guess Moro Carey. What was the last one? Moro Carey. Stand back. Moro Moro Carey and sta- stand back. I like Stand back. I just felt like he hasn't been overly healthy, but I guess that's my five. Adam.
1: Oh, I would probably say Adriel Let because I think he's a year or two younger, uh, and also I think his yardage and t- ceiling is a little higher than Brady Oliveira. Uh, and that the only reason I'm saying, and that again, with a big asterisks, if you don't need a Canadian, if you need a Canadian, it's Brady Oliveira, no question, but, uh, Brady Oliveira would be probably number two on my list. I would probably say then, uh, uh, Kadeem Carey, just because you're right. He is a year away from, uh, being MOP, uh, or most, most yards, I guess I should say, uh, that year, uh, in 2022, uh, then I would probably go with Jamal Morrow and, uh, William Stanback's an interesting one, but uh, I think the age is starting to get there on uh, on Willie Stanback.
0: Yeah, I've got a similar uh, structure in mind. I think it's Oliveira a bit ahead of Ouellette. Uh, I do like both of them uh, quite a bit. Then I think there's a bit of a gap. But, you know, Kadeem Carey, yeah, didn't get a ton of usage. Calgary's offense just wasn't great last year, right? Like, they didn't move the ball down the field very well because they were throwing five, six-yard passes all the time. Uh, and if those go incomplete, it kind of puts you in the second and long, and then are you going to run the ball, and you've got Dietrich Mills in there too. So I'd be interested in giving Carey another chance if I was another team. Uh, I'd put him probably at number three. I'm still a big Jamal Morrow fan. I think he's great in the run game, great in the pass game. He can return kicks, and he did pretty well despite you know not great offensive line play the past couple of years uh, and a shaky quarterback situation at times there. William Stanback, I was a huge fan of him earlier on. Uh, I think he can still run, uh, run well. I mean, we saw him do that in the Grey Cup, break out a couple huge runs to, to really help the team win there. I, I just wish he'd get a little more involved in the passing game, uh, which he hasn't done a ton of the past couple of years. So that kind of hurts it. Maybe I've got my fantasy football hat on uh, if I rank Stanback number five here at this point in his career. Um, what other topics do we have here to talk about today? We had another trade, uh, in the CFL, uh, more trades. I love this. We're getting all of these. It's great. Uh, keep the momentum up and we'll do an eight hour trade deadline show in October. Uh, maybe we'll do that to talk about, uh, one, uh, yeah, one trade. Maybe that will happen at that time, but we've had a couple this off season, um the toronto argonauts trading linebacker jordan williams to the hamilton tiger cats along with four draft picks uh they move up two spots in the first round of the draft they also send a second round pick a fourth round pick and a conditional fourth in the next year to hamilton and Toronto gets back uh, again. They moved up two spots in the first round. They get two third round picks back to back in this year's draft. So I guess it's like a second and a fourth for a third and a third, a conditional and another a, a conditional third in the next year and negotiation rights for a wide receiver, Deontay Burnett. That was a mouthful for a trade involving one <laughs> roster player. Um, I guess the notable one here, Jordan Williams, was a first overall pick, I believe, by the BC Lions, I want to say back in 2020, or at least first round pick. Requested a trade from the Lions to Toronto because he wanted to be closer to, uh, I think, home or his business or whatever. Uh, and now the Argos shipping him off to Hamilton here. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on the trade here?
1: I'm just more, more smiling about Sports Illustrated actually called this a block. Uh, I guess it is technically. Uh, the uh, one big one you're right is that uh, negotiation rights to Dante Burnett. He was a first overall pick by the Atlanta Tiger Cats. For some reason, he pretty much said he's not coming to the CFL. Maybe that'll change with Toronto. Who knows? Uh, but you know what? Jordan Williams is a pretty good defender. Uh, good player, I think. Uh, I said it last year when uh, BC traded them. I was stunned that they did it. Uh, now Ed Hervey had a chance to get him back, and Ed Hervey wanted him. So uh, he got gone. Uh, move for Hamilton. I think they could use the defensive help. And Toronto, you know what? CFL draft, you never know what can happen there. You might get a bust. You might get a boom. Who knows? Uh, but I do like the trade, probably in favor of the Ticats on this one. trade
2: what an utterly dumb trade, what 10 draft picks for a negotiation player. And I don't know, you could have just sent the one guy and said, ah, that's good enough. Like, I don't, I don't, how do you evaluate all these draft picks and be like, Oh, I want this third and this six and this and that. Like this isn't Madden where it has little trade interests attached to it. And like I don't, this was when I saw this, I was like, this is just the most CFL garbage. I, I, whatever. I, I mean, whatever about the players, Hope the negotiation I, list guy never comes because that'd be even funnier. So it's basically just one trade. And then in 10 years, we're going to be like, oh, remember that one trade? Well, Hamilton got this guy from it. Well, they could have just used one of their other picks to take them that they got rid of.
0: Like, I don't know. Like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Trades like this are confusing. Uh, and it's wild that the Argos gave up a first round pick last year to BC to get Jordan Williams and then now traded them to move up two spots uh in, in this year's draft only seems like diminishing value uh on that trade for them but uh, you know my joke here is they signed another jordan williams i believe on the defensive line uh like a couple days earlier and uh i think the argos thought they were just going to get too confused having both of them on the same side of the ball on the same team so they decided to ship one out uh easy easy way to fix that problem i guess
1: Did they trade the right Jordan Williams, though? That's the question. They may have screwed up and set the wrong one on the plane. That would be funny. (laughs) That that would be a CFL moment, that's for sure. Uh, Actually, what I was more amazed about this trade was Toronto just finished paying him a $35,000 bonus, didn't they, just the week before? Uh, I think it was written down somewhere. Uh, So that's, uh, you know what? Why didn't you make the trade a few weeks earlier, uh, Toronto?
0: I mean, there must have been something with Cap or something or it, but just just weird. Yeah, and big name linebacker going over to the tie Cats. Of course, that's interesting because Simone Lawrence is still unsigned, Jamar, Jameer Thurman still unsigned. So a couple notable linebackers the Ticats have not re-upped with yet. They're a team that really hasn't re-signed a ton. I think they're going to be a team very active throughout this negotiation week, uh, and they should be because they, I think, need to turn the tide a little there in Hamilton. Um, other news this week, not necessarily on the field, but in the broadcast booth, we've got some news here to talk about, Adam, uh, that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are looking for a new play-by-play commentator after uh, Michael Ball has been let go uh, from his duties there. Uh, of course, there was a lot of talk all over social media about that one. Uh, so, guys, uh, are you all applying for this job? Or? hey If you go and look at the Madden cast, my voice speaks for itself.
1: That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, good, bad, or otherwise, I suppose. But uh, in regards to Ballsy, you know what? Again, I've pretty much said in this podcast before, I've hinted it a lot that he isn't my favorite broadcaster in the world, but a guy did lose his job and feel bad for him. Uh, he is a guy from Saskatchewan that was raised in Saskatchewan that got to do maybe the job that he always loved to do. And I hope that was the case. Uh, a lot of guys like me and myself uh, or other people in this community, we don't get to do what he got to do and experience what he got to experience. So, uh, you know what? Uh as much as I'd like to go and say a bunch of other stuff and be, make myself look unprofessional. I'm going to take the classy road and just say best wishes to whatever he does in the future and uh, go from
2: there. I honestly couldn't tell you. I listened. I don't think I've ever listened to one broadcast of his. I I don't have any reason to listen to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider radio um, radio call, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Good, good on him. Good. I don't have a good. Best of luck. Adam's got a tractor, man. If you need a job, I guess, but I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah. I guess he's not. Uh, if you
2: if you're not doing anything, February thirteenth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, you know what? Like I said, it's, it is what it is. He took a lot of abuse from fans over the years. I uh, used to do, I think, the uh, play uh, the post game calls for Saskatchewan. Afterwards, I mean, it was a pretty good time then, but. Yeah, I'm sure he took enough abuse over those calls over the times, and I think he like giving it back a little bit if you know Ballsy. Uh, so, yeah. You know what? It is what it is. Things change. Things happen. Uh, Harvard decided to make a change, and they made a change.
2: I got an idea. Greg Olson's getting bumped because Tom Brady's coming next year. Greg Olson needs a job.
1: Tom Brady needs a job. He'd look good in science. Uh, Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom the betting war. I think he afford that, yes.
0: But uh, probably probably cheaper to get Tom Brady than it is to get you, right, Trey? Oh yeah, they can't afford
2: to get to wear green. There's not, (laughs) there's not enough Pilsner in the province, man. Not enough.
0: I've seen you put on the Riders hat. There's no
1: no Pilsner in Winnipeg, Trey. What are you talking about? That means you're gonna do it?
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. (laughs) You know what? Actually, though, I think the best way for some of those people is to be a Fan for the other team because you don't have the the green colored shades on, right? And that's the worst kind of broadcaster when it comes to the regional stuff. Is those kind of people who grew up Saskatchewan? Of course, he's got a great passion for it, but you know his allegiance lies there. So when push comes to shove, he's gonna kiss the riders' ass. But if you're a guy that doesn't like the riders, like this guy, but I also do it to the bombers too. So, and the other thing is, I mean, in Saskatchewan, I know that Harvard uh
1: really does get affected by what the riders want so if they don't like somebody that guy's gone plain and simple uh it's it's kind of a cutthroat thing uh i know saskatchewan has already there's been talk that they may just do a regional guy that's just dedicated just to being the rider announcer and that's it that's all nothing else uh so it'll be very interesting to see what happens here but yeah like i said it's uh, what it was was what it was Guys down the road.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to trash talk personality or anything, of course, but uh, you know, I think this year is going to be a very different year for the, for riders as a whole, right? Like we had so much talk about off field things, the organization and everything over the past couple of years, whole new coaching staff in place, new broadcast team, presumably at least partially in place. Uh, I'm I'm excited for Riders football this year. Uh, I think Corey Mason's going to lead that team uh, very well, and uh, I'm excited to see what fresh uh, fresh voice gets into the broadcast booth.
1: Yeah, that being said, though, I think there needs to be some tampering of expectations a little bit from Saskatchewan fans. I've heard guys saying we're going to the Great Cup already, and I'm like, really, guys? What what have we done that shows me going to the Great Showing us going to the Great Cup? I mean, yes, we've got a new coach, and I think Corey Mason will be great. I think that whoever the new announcer will be great. Whoever does the post-game show, as Danielle Ponticelli moved out to uh, doing prayer, uh, women's professional hockey, uh, she, uh, whoever does that job will probably do a great job. But my thing is, there's been not a whole lot of changes yet in Saskatchewan that say to me, this is a great cup champion. Uh, so, you know, uh, I know that one, the, uh, one uh, uh, news writer in Saskatchewan here got absolutely bashed for saying, you know what, uh, temper your expectations and you know, hold up. Uh we still gotta see something out of this team. And just got trashed. So uh, you know, just you know, keep it easy. it's still a long ways to go before a season starts.
0: You could be like Owen seventeen and people will still think you're gonna win the great cup. Like Oh yeah. It happens um, everywhere, you know. Yeah.
1: Saskatchewan though, you know, you're it's like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the uh CFL. I mean, Dallas. we have oh, uh, yeah. crazy, crazy
2: expectations. The, there's Texans that still think Dallas has a chance in the Super Bowl. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, it, and it's the same thing in every sport. And the Rough Riders are the Cowboys in the Leafs. But uh, I'll tell you why they're going to win, Adam, because I bet on them to win. That's why. Oh, he
0: did. He
1: did. So you, can, you can't you can wear a green shirt. You can't wear a green hat. But you can bet on the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Whatever makes money, man.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah, betting betting is completely different. I, I yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, I bet. would bet to the exact fair. minute of my parents' death if I if there's odds on it, man. Like, but doesn't mean I want it to happen. But if I make wow. money, jeez, I know um,
1: that would that went dark fast. I just know my
2: I just know my parents don't watch
0: this, so we're fine. Well, let me find a phone number here for you, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to turn on facebook it's okay dark dark,
2: dark. Ah, whatever you know what it, it, the fans expected out of me man I, I was you know if i don't say something stupid in episode, and they're gonna it's gonna be like that stupid thing where they think i'm like held hostage in my own house on instagram or what you know pe- people do that so i
1: guess moving on here we got some uh, great uh free agents that are available right now. Oh, uh, God, yeah. I mean, like, it's just insane how many actually, like, top, top uh, performers are, including a most outstanding defensive player right now uh, in BC. Matthew Betts has not re-signed a contract. Uh, I'm just going to throw a quick rapid fire on a few players and just see where you guys think they're going to end up. Uh well, well, like let's start off, Matthew Betts, where do you think he's going to end up? Uh, quick vote.
0: See, I really wish I had finished up my free agent tracker that I'm building for free agent frenzy uh, by now so I could actually, you know, see who's all available on each team. But I don't know. I think Matthew Betts could go back to BC.
2: I'll Uh, take the cop out. hmm. Give me Saskatchewan. Yeah, I'm going to probably end up with uh, Toronto
1: on this one uh the i'm, I'm gonna to say toronto loses a bunch of defensive players and kind of throws all their eggs in a basket and goes after matthew betts is my opinion uh let me go and grab another name here for you i uh, greg Ellingson. he's a free agent he didn't do a whole
0: lot in ottawa last year but yeah, uh well, I mean, he did nothing in ottawa last year because he was in montreal
1: so you. he played one game in ottawa they were uh when they were there, but uh nevertheless, uh Craig Ellikson, yeah, he was with was signed for signed with Montreal. Uh he's not a re-signed again here. Uh probably gonna be a free agent. Where does he go this time? Especially after the year in Montreal.
0: UFL. How is my leaning as well? I don't know. I, I don't UFL know. UFL or
2: to- or his couch. I don't know.
0: It's back-to-back years now, right? He, had, he stayed pretty healthy for a long time and was a great receiver in the league, but it's been back-to-back years with injuries. If anything, I think it's a cheap deal he's getting. He's getting up there in age. I think it's a cheap deal. Maybe not on the first day of free agency for him somewhere.
2: Yeah, he'll come in as the fourth, fifth, sixth guy closer late in late February, I think, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's my opinion, too. He might come in late, but... Uh... I think he's going to probably get a shot in the UFL because I just don't see, um, or wherever. I mean, he's or maybe a PR or something or I don't know. He won't be in the CFL right off the bat. I just I don't see him signing immediately. Uh, oh, let's go over to Toronto. Uh, we've talked a little bit about AJ Alette earlier. How about uh, Jamal Peters? He was a big signing earlier and early in the season for Toronto. Had a pretty good season overall. Uh, where do you think Jamal Peters ends up?
0: I think I might go Saskatchewan on that one, to be honest. I think they're a team that needs to improve that secondary a little bit, lost some pieces in that secondary. I think they could uh, pay them a little bit and bring them in.
2: I like that Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah. Of think of Toronto, their,
2: their former player that's in the that bowl I keep hearing about. Who's that? Uh, oh, Quante
0: Stiggers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was rec- CFL Rookie of the Year, was he not?
2: yeah i thought so and is he nfl draft eligible is that what this he, is, is? Yeah, oh, okay. he is
0: yeah
1: it's a weird situation with that guy because he didn't play any college football or something and then got invited to the uh he signed a contract to toronto played with toronto then mm-hmm. went to the east west shrine bowl here just this last week or whatever it's been uh and now is nfl eligible so strange strange situation with him but uh yeah i think jamal peters might end up in saskatchewan uh, he's got the connection with Corey Mace and it may, would be the most logical choice. Uh, but he might sign, resign also in Toronto uh, if he got the right money there.
0: Uh, Here's an, I, I got a name. I got a name here for you. Uh, Lucky Whitehead. Where, uh, where do we see him going? Cause he's gone from BC Ooh. for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt.
1: Uh, I could see Lucky Whitehead probably ending up maybe in Hamilton. Uh, just because I think they're going to lose Tim White. So they're gonna want a big piece to bring back, and I think Lucky Whitehead might be just it.
2: Give me Ottawa. Give something went to Drew Brown to throw to.
0: I think you guys hit my top two on the head there. I was I was leaning both of those Hamilton first, probably Ottawa second on that. I think he can be a good fit for both teams. Both teams I think need a bit of an upgrade at wide receiver, and I, and he had a down year, but I honestly think he can back, bounce back pretty well in the right situation.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Well, I mentioned him when I said that he's probably going to be gone from Hamilton. So let's go to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Tim White, uh, big uh, receiver for them last year and is a free agent. Where
0: do you guys think? Mm,
2: Give me Edmonton. I don't know
0: yeah it's tough to think of these just off the cuff without uh seeing the full breakdown not i don't see bc i see them being set at receiver i see calgary being probably pretty set at receiver winnipeg i mean if they lose dalton shown can they afford uh tim white maybe um Saskatchewan, I don't know if they'll be interested. Uh, by the way, a big signing today is Sean Bain back for uh, two more years with the Riders 1,000 yard receiver there. He was their notable free agent. Edmonton, I mean, they, yeah, you don't know what Edmonton's going to do. They released Steven Dunbar, uh, who was expected to be one of their bigger name receivers last year. I'm going to say if Tim White is not in Hamilton, maybe Montreal to replace Austin Mack there. Montreal or Ottawa would be my take.
1: Yeah, I've got Montreal, to be honest, because they just, yeah, they got rid of, uh, well, they didn't get rid of them. Austin Mack ended up in Atlanta, so I could see him possibly having a chance there to fill that spot uh, for the Alouettes. I'm going to give you the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, uh, I know Trey is going to be disappointed in which one I'm going to go with. Uh, another wide receiver, uh, Dalton Schoen. I I don't know. Winnipeg, I think, is going to be getting pushing near the cap soon. We always say that, and then they send three more receivers. Uh, but nevertheless, if Dalton Schoen does leave Winnipeg, where does he end up? I'm going to go uh, with the uh, Calgary Stampeders. The Stampeders still need help in that receiving side of things. Uh, last year you've seen they were banged up quickly and they did not have the depth that they usually do. Dalton Shonen would be an explosive player in there instantly. Uh, would look really good right beside uh, uh, right beside uh, a few of their guys. Uh, I think he'd be a great player for, for Calgary. And would he come at a discount? No, but I don't think they worry about that right now in Calgary. They need pieces for uh, Jake Mayer to throw to.
0: See, I disagree on Calgary because their biggest free agent acquisition, arguably, at wide receiver is going to be Malik Henry being healthy this year because he started, like, he was, I, I think if he could have played a full year last year, he's, he's a guy who could have finished top five in wide receiving uh, in the CFL and having him back alongside Bagleton, alongside Mark and Michelle, who they brought in to, to replace them there. If Jalen Philpott's healthy, that's a potentially huge boost. They've got a bunch of other young guys there. I think Calgary's a team that just had too many injuries last year, but they've got the talent.
2: Yeah, I I think Shown. Ooh, give me either Edmonton or Ottawa because it's gonna it's gonna be the um, Kenny Lawler thing again, right? Some team that's at the bottom is gonna overpay for him, but I wouldn't mind Ottawa because. Him and Drew Brown might have some chemistry together. Maybe Edmonton, you know, you got a guy like Bethel Thompson, needs someone to throw to too. I'm going that route. I could see Calgary. Ah, damn. I don't know if they have the salary cap, or the, or but I wouldn't mind him with Fajardo in Montreal. That would be pretty deadly too. But I'd probably go Ottawa, Edmonton, my top two.
0: I think for me, it's, uh, again, the teams I'm looking at most likely to take one of these top two top receivers is Ottawa and Hamilton. Dalton Schoen's got the connection with Drew Brown. They're really close friends. Perhaps he brings them in there uh, and convinces them to come over to Ottawa. And if not, I don't know, Hamilton just feels like a really good fit for a guy like Dalton Schoen uh, to go somewhere. But, yeah, probably unlikely, in my opinion, that he comes back to Winnipeg. We haven't really talked about Toronto. I, I think Toronto's out on any big-name receiver, right? Like, they kind of proved last year. Chad Kelly does not hone in on any one guy. They took a bunch of guys that, you know, were solid receivers, but not stars, I would say, coming into last year, and they produced a 16-2 season.
1: Yeah, and really the only star they had on that team uh, last year for receivers was uh, was Curly Gittens Jr. going in, and he was really... And course, Daniels. And yeah, he was good. But I think they're just going to replace him with David Unger, the Kirby Gittins Jr. I don't see them really going and doing an upgrade anywhere in there. Uh, I'm going to go over to Saskatchewan real quick. I'll throw one name out at you. Uh, he actually was the tackles leader last year, Larry Dean. Getting mm-hmm. older, linebacker. He used to be in Hamilton. Uh Still could tackle pretty well because he, again, as said, he was the tackles leader for Saskatchewan last year. Where does Larry Dean end up? I just, I don't. They got a lot of linebackers, including Micah Tights and a few others. I think Larry Dean is the odd man out right now, just because of the salary.
0: All right Oh, I mean, I always want to – Hamilton's done nothing so far, so they're going to be so active. I just want to say Hamilton for every question because I think they're the team that could honestly spend a, quite a bit here. Um, other than that, Larry Dean, maybe Calgary, maybe Edmonton. Uh, a return to Edmonton. He's been there before too, right? So,
2: Yeah, I was thinking Edmonton, next. seems to be with Chris Jones will we'll poach any guy who's later in his career that's a defensive – you know, defensive guy. Right. So.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to probably look at Edmonton as well. Uh, I think he's probably the right kind of for Chris Jones's st- scheme. Uh, although they do have a new defensive coordinator also in uh, Edmonton or about to apparently Jason Shivers is talking about signing there or getting signed by Chris Jones. So, wow. Chris Jones actually giving up responsibility that I never see the day. Anyway, uh, Calgary's done a very good job of signing the wide receivers and every kind of big name uh, that they really need to re-sign. Uh, minus again, uh, Kadeem Carey, and we've talked about him earlier. Uh, so I'm going to go with one more, just from an audible from Saskatchewan, uh, Tevin Jones, uh, wide receiver. He was actually a big part of the rider for a little bit there. Uh, was probably one of their better receivers for a while, but apparently couldn't understand the playbook.
0: Yeah, cut the crap, Craig Dickinson. What is that? Like, exactly.
1: I mean, just, yeah, throw the guy under the bus while you leave town. I mean, I don't get that one. But uh, I'm sure Tevin Jones is going to be on the move because, again, they just re-signed Sean Bain Jr. Uh, and I'm sure the writers are looking at other receivers as well. Uh, where does Tevin Jones end up? Anybody got besides Hamilton, Brian? <laughs> Dang it.
0: I don't think he's the guy somebody's gonna sign as like a number one receiver. Maybe as like a number two, number three, but he's definitely a good receiver. Like he put up eight hundred yards last year, just but and somehow got benched after that. Yeah, okay, he didn't know, he couldn't understand the playbook. Maybe it's just he didn't understand bingo bowling when you went on your bingo or on your bowling trip. <laughs> hey, bingo bowling's confusing, uh, but fun. Um, hmm, Tevin Jones. I could see him maybe being a guy that you know. If we talk about Toronto, maybe one of those names that Toronto brings in, especially if they can't re-sign Demonte Coxie, uh, I think he could fit a good fit in a role like that. Or maybe Ottawa too. Like Ottawa's got a decent receiving core on paper. I, I think they they, I think they'd be fine potentially without signing another top-tier star if they signed a guy like Devin Jones.
2: Yeah, I see that. I like Toronto. Um, like you said, he's going to be a guy that's more like the third, fourth guy. So a team like Toronto is kind of set. Does Winnipeg bring him in? If they lose Shown? something like that. But, uh, yeah. Or Hamilton.
0: Perfect. You said Ryan couldn't pick him, so. Ah, smart.
1: <laughs> I could honestly see him almost heading to BC as well. I mean, BC does uh, isn't going to have Lucky Whitehead back. Uh, they need some, some of those, like, depth receivers. He might end up on a on the backup roster on the practice field somewhere. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm interested to see what happens with Tevin Jones, just because I just
0: don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, you know, what, that's, a, that, that's a good point about BC. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Hatcher, Hollins uh, as their big two, and then McInnes and Katoy. Are, are kind of your top four there, but Hatcher is going to be injured until like October uh, yeah. this year. So they are a team while they seem stacked at receiver, that is probably going to need somebody for a good chunk of the year. So I kind of wrote them off in that department, but I think they you're right. They could be active there.
1: And I mean, Jones is a two-year veteran. I mean, you do have a chance uh, to develop them a little bit. And Rick Campbell does seem to uh, favor some of those guys like that. So, be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think BC might be an option for him. Uh, One other guy that I got from the Edmonton Elks, and please tell me you guys give me the right answer, I hope, on this one. Uh, He's a national. He's an offensive lineman, Josiah St. John. Is it finally the end of Josiah St. John? uh, He's got to go
0: back to Saskatchewan, right?
1: (laughs) Just because we picked him first overall doesn't mean he has to come back.
0: The third Uh, time?
1: Third
2: time's
1: a charm, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Trey, any spots on St. John?
2: Just got you. I don't He's know.
1: Pushing me for no reason. What's
2: Winnipeg, up? if we can't get, is, uh, is Hardrick a free agent? He is, uh, yeah. So... I wouldn't be surprised
0: if he goes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, Hardrick. I don't think, have... yeah, they
2: can't keep Brian and Hardrick. And I guess between the two, you take the one that's won all the awards.
0: And they already re signed Bryant. That's what I
2: mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, before that, you probably had to pick one. Yeah. Right. Or the other. Um, I I think Ottawa
0: got a great jump on free agency by signing Darius Bladak after he was released by the Argos, to be honest. Like, that was probably one of the top offensive linemen in free agency. And now he's off the board. So, uh, kudos to them for shoring that up. Ottawa has had a great start to pre-free agency for a team that needed to improve quite a bit. Uh, I gotta say, so I'm excited to see what they do over the next couple of weeks to add to that.
1: Now, I wouldn't be surprised to all as any see what was released out of Ottawa as maybe even pulling up into Saskatchewan again. I mean, Jacob Ruby is a guy that yep. Saskatchewan could use as if nothing else for depth, uh, just to put him in there. So, uh, I know I see that Evan Johnson isn't re-signed which in a way I'm not too overly surprised. Uh, so, yeah, the riders could use the depth in the offensive line, if nothing else. So, yeah, those are some of the players that we'll be watching. Uh, anybody else got any that they want to run through? Greg McRae, I mean, not re-signed. I figured he was the best running back available. No?
0: It's, it's wild that, having- that he has been yeah. mentioned four times in this hour-long episode. Like, how did the, how did we get here?
2: All because Adam put him way too high on his top five list last year. That's all it is.
1: I know. Just stay, This is why the fans stay tuned to this expert advice.
0: We, we, we will do our top five rankings at the uh, of these same topics we did last year coming into the season, and we'll see uh, who can pull the tray and uh, have the best take of it uh, possible uh, this year. I feel like i got to go out on a limb, like real out on a limb just for something crazy.
2: And that's all what you said about Chad Kelly, right? So, <laughs> that's but always one, right? I was
1: blinded because he was still leading the Nathan Rourke uh, Hall of Fame club to Hamilton. Yeah,
2: yeah, he didn't go far enough. He went from Rourke to Cornelius. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. I'm not saying nothing. I had Jake Mayer, I wasn't much.
2: Better. Uh, yeah, you guys got to get out of the West this year. Wow, oh. I usually got start thinking about that because I have no idea.
1: So, yeah. uh yeah, Pro Bowl this weekend, I oh, guess. Oh God,
2: it's flag football at a dodgeball tournament, and no, thank you. And what? And then the hockey one, Buble admitted to being high or something <laughs> while doing it. <laughs>
1: Apparently, is, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, it was man. Not true.
1: He thought it was uh, Blades of Glory.
2: The, there's it's only right. one All Star game that I, I all care about, and it's baseball. And even that lost it when they uh, stopped making it determine who was the home team in the world series. And other than that, it's the home run derby and that's, and the slam dunk contest. Those two are the coolest other than that. I don't care. Ah.
0: Yeah, I guess it's pro ball this weekend. We've got another week before the super bowl. So we'll make our super bowl picks next time out. Cause uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot of other news to talk uh, about next week. Once the, the negotiation period's underway, and then yep. we'll make our picks on that one. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about or should we wrap her up?
1: Wow, we're early tonight, so yeah, I think you know what. While the recording's hot and exciting,
0: let's let's call it. All right, there were a number of other signings this week. We could oh. run through them all, but that would—I uh, don't know if I have too much to add on any of them, to be honest. Uh, uh, we'll go through kind of all the additions, subtractions for each of the teams in under two weeks on CFC CFL free agent frenzy uh 2024, which like I said is coming back uh on February 13th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. Join us live on all of our video platforms, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and the Game Time TV YouTube page. Find us on any of those there. Uh, I did get some questions by the way about audio live feeds. Unfortunately, I don't think our streaming software is gonna work well to just have a constant audio feed going. But if you do watch on Twitch and download the Twitch app, there is an option and a setting in there to set it to audio-only mode. If you're somebody who can't stream video all day long, you can just stream the audio as if we were streaming on an audio platform. So I recommend that uh, if that's all you can join us for. Uh, We will be live for eight hours. We will uh, have a free agent tracker up and running. We'll take a look at all the current free agents, all the transactions as they come in. The additions, subtractions, current rosters for each of the team will be joined by special guests. I think we have like eight to 10 of them confirmed already uh, for the day. So lots of different voices you'll hear. You won't, uh, so you hopefully don't get too sick of ours Uh, and we'll have a grand old time and live chat going on throughout the day as well. So make sure you check out that. Join us in the chat and share your thoughts on all the events of free agency as they go down. I'm so excited. I have fun with this event every year. Uh I love planning it. I love running it. It's my favorite event of the year.
1: This is literally Ryan's Christmas. All I'll say is send coffee. I don't drink coffee. I don't either, but I might have to start.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I go through like five cups a day. So I'm gonna this is gonna be a bad one.
1: So do we get to do like the regular sports center uh trade frenzy and our free agent frenzy and do shenanigans every hour with something?
0: Yeah, there will be llamas in the parking lot. Don't worry.
1: Perfect.
2: Oh, that's all on you guys. I'm I'm sitting at my chair all day. Well,
1: you know <laughs> what? I'm in Saskatchewan, so we have sheep that sit on Mosaic Stadium. So
0: Yeah. Maybe we can uh I guess there's snow out there. I was like, can we cut to Adam just uh a little farming uh like on the combine just rolling down the crops or
1: you're in the wrong time of year, buddy. <laughs>
0: We can dig up some uh, some old YouTube videos of yours, I'm sure. Oh That's, yeah, uh, for sure.
2: But, we watched uh, we yeah.
0: watch Buffalo highlights. Oh yeah, perfect. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> highlights from the other sports uh, in our uh, in our areas of interest. Um, but yeah, free agent frenzy 2024. Uh, join us for that, uh, and we should have another episode before then where we'll remind you to do the same thing uh also if you want to uh follow us on social media uh, there it is uh we'll be uh, sharing a bunch of promos for that probably over the next couple of weeks as well trying to get it out there we really appreciate it if you help uh, retweet it or repost it or whatever help us get uh, the news out there uh, at cf countdown pod on x uh facebook.com slash cf countdown pod as well uh, I am at Cooper Trooper 42 on the, the old X. Mike is going to join us for Free Agent Frenzy, uh, supposedly at Mike Garrell. You can find him as well. Uh, Adam, where can people find these old farming videos of yours? Uh, and where can they find everything else you're doing right
1: now? Yeah, type in farmer in Sask. You'll probably find some of my stuff uh, either on the old YouTube or on the Instagram uh, otherwise, yeah, just follow me at uh, Adam Stewart one most times I got good stuff on the Twitter account I try to retweet or do something on there, usually it's actively promoting this uh, CFL frenzy of, if you will uh, so yeah, I'll be doing some of that stuff I'll be talking to some people uh, I'll try to share some of the CFL posts as I see them coming in and uh, all that good stuff I might even share a video on uh, what happens if you don't like standard bread racing
2: right, Trey. Man, I like that TikTok. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> it's a pretty good TikTok. Uh, where can guys find you, though, Trey?
2: Uh, You find me on the X at Trey Harness link. I got all your standard bread needs. Uh, I don't care if you really watch, but view my harness racing show on my quest for 25,000 views. It's, it's getting close. Uh, also, check out my USD show. Four episodes. I'm over 150 uh 50 views or listens. So I'm pretty happy about that. 13 and 10 this year. Not the greatest. The Canadians really crapped the bet on me last weekend in Toronto, but that's okay. We got a lot of months left. 11 straight weeks of UFC. So I'm going to be Ooh. dialed into that uh, from now until 300. So yeah, check me at Trey Harness link for that. And follow me on TikTok at uh, Harness News Update so you can see <laughs> me shooting guns at people, hypothetically. I'm glad T- you added the hypothetically.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, Winnipeg is, uh, you know, the capital of the world. Yeah, we 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 let's, use nice, yeah. yeah okay. let's,
2: we use nice, Adam. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's wrap up before <laughs> oh, we get this taken is- down. This is gonna get taken down off of YouTube, so let's just move on. Oh boy! Uh, oh, let's yeah. not get the account banned before the free agency show, guys. Like, let's I at will least cry. make it. I will that. cry. <laughs> You're ruining
1: Ryan's Christmas tree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's Christmas, there's Ukrainian Christmas, there's Chinese New Year, and then there's CFL free agency. For Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, love it. That sums
1: it up. Yep. Yeah. This is how Ryan decides who he's going to pick every year in fantasy at this time of
0: year. Yeah, exactly. Always looking ahead to play? fantasy. Uh, check out the Discord community as well if you want to see more fun stuff. Uh, if you want to see links to Adam's farming stuff, Trey's UFC and Harness Link stuff, uh, he posts those uh, in there regularly as well. Of course, all the CFL talk we've got going in there. I'm sure it'll be a lot of activity uh leading up to free agent frenzy there as well. Uh, link in the episode description if you want to join that. Uh, check out the other shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast Network at Network on Twitter. Also check out all the other great shows from around the Alternative Football Network at the official AFN on Twitter, uh, AlternativeFootballNetwork.com. And uh, perhaps you'll see uh, a little bit of a collaboration there uh, with us uh, in the near future as well uh, that you can look forward to. A little teaser for that, more info on that soon um whatever podcast platform you are listening or watching on first of all thank you for joining us uh and we appreciate if you do all the fun things such as like comment subscribe rate review share the show with your friends help us grow the show we always appreciate that on behalf of Trey and adam i'm ryan saying thank you for listening take care have a good one bye